0: Radio network and now chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher this may be the only time I wished I lived in Southern California so High Times magazine uh, of course covers the news and culture of cannabis uh, thank you uh, they're looking for judges for its annual Southern California cannabis Cup and I would love to be a judge. And the, the competition will be judged by regular weed consumers who purchase a judging kit. The, okay, so I have to purchase a kit that uh, ranges in price from $60 to $200, depending on the category, of course. And judges can choose from more than 11 options. So, man, uh, the judging kits went on sale this past weekend. They're available on a first-come, first-served basis. Each kit comes in a smell-proof bag and includes scoring cards. Each expert judge has 60 days to evaluate their options and submit their scorecards before July 24th. So, more than 40,000 grams of cannabis products are packed and ready for shipment. (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's first come first serve so I need to click on the old cannabis cup link and see if they're still available it looks like they still are uh <laughs> I said between 60 and 200 but here on the old cannabis website uh it starts at 80 bucks and uh, oh no there's one for 60 there's one for 60 I'm sorry uh, pre-rolls get 8 samples of 8 grams for 60 bucks 200 bucks though, gets you 22 samples, 22 grams, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> I want to be a judge. So uh, apparently, you know, they're going to say that I can't be a judge because I don't live in South, Southern California, man. I know. I know. So those of you that live in Southern California and are listening to chewing the fat right now, you can become a cannabis judge for High Times Magazine, and purchase your cannabis backpack, and judge the weed, and see which is the best, and be a part of who is crowned the Cannabis Cup winner of 2022. Good luck. God bless. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. For those of you struggling to find baby formula, it's interesting that once the news broke that the FDA had not gone back and investigated the plant that they closed down, uh, amazingly, they, they've said, oh, you know what, We're, we, we've investigated, and it's fine, they can open back up. Really? Yeah, it's fine now, no problem. Man, wish we could have gotten there earlier, but we didn't even know about it, except we did because we helped shut them down. So they claim, that uh, it's okay for the company Abbott in Michigan to start production of baby formula. It's in Sturgis. Uh, If you hold up your hand, Sturgis is right here. (laughs) You can see it right there in the state map. And uh, they claim that it'll take, you know, a couple weeks to get everything back up online and uh, it'll take a few weeks to get it back to the shelves. Now, I know the plant was closed because of this voluntary recall, because four infants, four infants in three states fell ill with bacterial infections. They still haven't proven that the infections were caused from these infant formulas, but okay. Now I know a couple, a couple of babies died and it was horrific, but they haven't proven that it came from this particular plant or baby formula, but they still, out of an abundance of caution, you know, they shut it down. And I remember talking about it at the time. Now, that was three months ago. So they believe, oh, yeah, you know, that probably contributed to the nationwide shortage, you think? So the head of the FDA, Bob Califf, I mean, a genius, (laughs) genius is is the fda commissioner he expects the supplies will continue to improve over the next couple of months oh that's great no problem now they said they gave the go-ahead but we still have to have a court okay the deal so they aren't really opening back up yet really weird um Not quite sure how long that's going to take. I know that the Biden administration has said that uh, the United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand have health and safety inspections similar to the United States and new imports could potentially come from those places. So global manufacturers interested in selling formula inside the U.S. must submit information about their products to regulators. Well, why didn't we take care of this you know, three months ago, seeing that it would be, possibly, could be, maybe, an issue. Uh, it's just amazing. So, you can find, you know, hopefully you'll find some imported products on the shelves soon. And uh, I love that, uh, that we're at least hopeful that the crisis would be resolved in, you know, a number of weeks. That's special. So they're on it. Don't worry about it. They're on it. So unless the court decides, you know what, now Abbott uh, and Sturgis can't open up, they should be back online within the next couple of weeks. Let's hope and pray for that situation. So I have a question. The guy that's on death row in Georgia, Presnell, It's a Virgil Delano Presnell Jr. who is supposed to be uh, executed today, for those of you listening live, the 17th of May, 2022. Uh, Yesterday, the State Board of Pardons and Paroles denied clemency for Presnell after they said, we thoroughly considered all the facts and circumstances of the case. Well, then a judge said, "Mm, yeah, you know what? No, we need to put that on hold. Wait, what? Yeah, we need to put that on hold. Let's revisit that. I mean, he was convicted in 1976, okay? I was sent and convicted, uh, uh, including malice, murder, kidnapping, rape, sentenced to death. Then the death sentence was overturned in 1992. Then it was reinstated in 1999. Now look, he only abducted two girls. They walked as they walked home. <laughs> uh, he drove them to a wooded area, had uh, raped them, and then uh, killed one. Left one in the trunk and got a flat tire in his ca- at his car. So he left her in the trunk, and he went to get uh, he went to get a tire for his for his car. The girl got away and ran, and they found him. All right, she found him, and then he admitted. He, you know, first they make a big deal of. He first denied it. Yeah, that's what you do as a criminal. I don't know if you know that. It's deny, 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 the first thing, and then he took them to the other girl. So it's not like he didn't do anything horrific. Uh, So you know, now they're saying that. Oh, look, uh, his mother drank large amounts of alcohol while she was pregnant with him. He has a serious developmental disability, and uh, he had a tough time in prison. I mean. (laughs) They talk about what happened to him in prison the first few years, if it's true. Um, routinely raped, beaten and deprived, endured winters without heat or hot water. And sometimes went several years without setting foot outdoors. Wow. So despite all that, he has a spotless disciplinary history and has been a model prisoner. Well, that's, that's great. But, (laughs) uh, So they're trying to get him uh, sentenced to life without parole and get rid of the death penalty for Virgil Delano Presnell. So now he's got I think like 90 days uh, as a reprieve as they uh, take a look back at it and try to figure out what they're going to do with it. But my question is uh, he had already ordered his final meal and does he still get it or does he have to wait? He ordered two vanilla milkshakes, four hamburgers, four french fries, an eight-piece bucket of chicken, four sodas, potato salad and two pints of vanilla ice cream. Now that seems a little pricey. I thought there was a price limit on the, uh, you know, the last meal, but maybe for Virgil they, you know, upped it a little bit. But uh, does he still get it? Or is it just over and you have to wait? You're not getting your two vanilla milkshakes, four hamburgers, four french fries, an eight-piece bucket of chicken, four sodas, potato salad, and two points of vanilla ice cream. Nope, that's not happened, Virgil. Back to your cell. (laughs) I'm guessing he's going to have to wait. And in the other court case, you know, the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. Uh, Amber Heard, uh, on on the stand yesterday, for the, uh, the beginning of the cross-examination. And it was interesting, you know, uh, Depp's attorney, that's, we got it. She, the Depp's attorney went after her about, uh, saying that, uh, you know, you claimed that you were hit with this heavy rings and had a bloody nose. Yet here's some pictures of you at that time. Uh, right after you said that happened, uh, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with you. So what's happening? what's happening Mr. Depp is your victim isn't he and she said no ma'am but anyway it's uh, uh the cross-examination begins so Johnny Depp will uh you know be back in the hunt I hope uh that they're all not sweating too much because uh if they are if you're like if I was uh, part of that trial man I would be sweating my brains out although I do that anyway Uh, you know, there's been other hosts on this network, on this very network who have talked about my sweating issue. So, I mean, everything is fun to talk about except for, you know, those few little embarrassing things. Those aren't much fun, but Hey, we talk about them anyway and sweating, sweating. How about that? Yeah, I know. I sweat a lot. Okay. I got it. I'm sure, you know, I deal with the issue and, uh, you get me in the right circumstances. I can sweat with the best of them. Whether it's, uh, you know, speaking in public or having to talk to authorities, <laughs> uh, you know, it begins in the pits and moves on. And pretty soon you're soaked in sweat uh, and you have to change your shirt and that's just the way it is. Well, thank goodness for sweat block and perspirant wipes, though. Uh, they're stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You just apply them at night right before you go to bed. Then the next morning you wake up, take a shower, you go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. We're literally talking about something you only have to apply once or twice a week. No more sweat problem. It's pretty awesome. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you got to check out sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com promo code jeffy or you can pick it up at amazon.com but i'm telling you if you uh, are a sweater <laughs> you know not the knitted kind but a uh, you know the wet kind uh this is an amazing product sweatblock so uh 20% off sweatblock.com with the promo code jeffy 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code jeffy or at amazon.com all right let's go to the break room I need something cold to drink desperately. (laughs) Looks like uh, Kelly Clarkson is going to leave the voice. Uh, So dry your eyes if you're a Kelly Clarkson voice fan. Uh, The promo that Blake Shelton uh, revealed was uh, with uh, Gwen Stefani. So it looks like John Legend will join uh, Stefani and Shelton on um, The Voice. Kelly said, I've got to spend more time with my children. I just turned 40 and I've been through the divorce and I just, I can't be in the red chair right now. So we'll see if it's actually true or not. If it actually happens, uh, something had to give and it was The Voice and I need to take the summer off. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, I thought she was going to host a new NBC show called American Song Contest, along with Snoop Dogg. Oh, okay. So when does that start? And plus she has the Kelly Clarkson show, right? So, I mean, is she actually quitting The Voice to spend time with her children? Or is it, uh, you know, look, I'm going to take a month off to spend time with my family and my children since the divorce And uh, we're going to work on getting this new show up and running. Plus, I've got the Kelly Clarkson show to take care of. And, uh, you know, sure, I turn 40. And sure, I'm busy. And I want some time off. And I I sure do love my kids and all. But uh, I got an opportunity to make some more money. So (laughs) Uh, take care. Mommy loves you. See you tomorrow. So I mentioned yesterday I was watching uh, Outlander. Uh, on netflix and uh was well you know my wife started watching it again so i sat down and we watched uh you know just i mean we binged a lot of episodes i mean a ton of episodes for the stupid show so it's on stars and each season looks like it has i don't know between 13 and 16 episodes a season so they're cranking out some work And, uh, you know, so I've made it through the first season, the first 16 episodes. And, of course, she's a, you know, it's a time traveler. Uh, She she didn't want to be a time traveler, but she was forced into the issue at the Stones. If you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, she goes back in time a couple hundred years. I just find it interesting that, that at the end of season one, now she's thinking about, of course, we can't have a time traveler show without the time traveler finally thinking, I can change history. Can you? Can you? Because that usually doesn't turn out well for you people who think you can change history because you can time travel. So, I mean, if you believe that you can, you know, that God is letting you travel back in time, I don't know anybody that moves forward, uh, then uh, you're believing that you can, overrule God to change the future because you're back there in time. All right. Good luck. God bless. Uh, Amazing. And I also love that it's, uh, you know, the United Kingdom, the Brits, the Redcoats taking over Scotland. And, uh, you know, it just brought back so I'm watching this show and all I can think of as I'm watching how the Redcoats are treating the Scotlanders, the Highlanders, Uh, The Klansman is that, uh, man, we are, the Redcoats are here again in the United States of America. And I don't want to make it all political. I know. I know. Don't look at me like that. I get it. But it's as like the Redcoats are here again. And uh, we know what happened last time the Redcoats were here. So, you know, I, you know, could you change the future? I don't know. Can we go back in time and see what happened? Uh, you know yeah we can'. We can. And we all we all know history. Uh, what happened when the redcoats were here last time. So just a reminder. So a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. And what I was thinking about Twitter is that does the is the Elon Musk Twitter deal over? It's possible. I mean, he started a fight with finding out if the, uh, you know, how many bot accounts there are on Twitter. Twitter claims that there was 5%, less than 5%. Now we're finding out that it's probably more. And Elon's like, I'm not going to give you the full amount of money if you lied to me about the bot accounts. I mean, that's that's a lot of of extra money for fake accounts. So we'll see what happens. I know that Elon, uh, you know... (laughs) sent uh, Parag a a poop emoji on one tweet over the weekend. Pretty funny. Elon is like the new Trump, right? I mean, anything that guy, he directs the news now, man. He tweets one thing, and that's the news. You get up in the morning, and since Trump isn't on Twitter, you got to follow Elon. And when, you know, Elon is just directing the news. I mean, his mom is on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Anything to get to Elon, Anything and Sports Illustrated, man, they're just trying to be relevant as much as possible. They've got, uh, you know, women on SI and I'm not opposed to seeing these women in their swimsuits, but on the cover of Sports Illustrated, come on now, come on, stop. I'm surprised Jeff Bezos's girlfriend, uh, isn't on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition and that may be coming soon. Uh, and Jeff is trying to be, I mean, he's trying to compete with Elon on Twitter as he is, uh, you know, tweeting against the Biden administration and I'm okay with what he's tweeting. He's right, but he's trying to be, you know, a little snarky about the disinformation board to fact check a Biden tweet. And he's been hammering Biden again on Twitter, just trying to be, uh, relevant and trying to keep up with Elon. I don't think that's gonna happen i don't think you can jeff it just looks like uh you're trying too hard but you know keep going you know keep giving it a shot i know you don't like him i know you're mad at him for being uh, the space king and you want to be the space king i know it's okay and you know elon's the space king trump is the ultra mega king (laughs) (laughs) so you haven't been crowned a king yet okay and, you know, when we, when we find a, a place where you can wear your crown, we'll give it to you. So you'll be able to be a King too. Okay. All right. We'll make room for whatever you want to be crowned as King for. Okay. You can't be basketball because that belongs to LeBron, King James. You can't be rock and roll because that belongs to Elvis, the King. All right. And so you got Trump as the as the great MAGA king you got elon is just the space king that's just the way it is and so i don't know what uh, what jeff bezos could be crowned king for um internet sales king no it doesn't really work does it no we'll figure it out but you'll get your crown jeff don't worry about it quit your whining So good news for the homeless people in Los Angeles. Uh, Uber Eats is now going to start testing uh, autonomous, auto, autonomous, autonomous. Amorphophallus. No, autonomous. Uh, a side, an autonomous sidewalk delivery company. We want to make Uber the best platform for all AV technology platforms. Me too. But uh, good luck uh, if I'm a homeless person in Los Angeles, or any major city, and I see the old autonomous sidewalk delivery robot, I'm taking it. (laughs) That food is now mine. I know there's cameras. I got it. Uh, Good luck uh, proving that it was me. Okay. So we'll see. They've got a couple of different companies that uh, they're working with. They've got uh, Serve Robotics. Which is uh, going to service short distance deliveries in West Hollywood, while a motivational robotics will embark on longer distance drives in Santa Monica. So I know that they're you know trying to get uh, you know have restaurants open to full capacity, and the investors are trying to figure out ways to get food to people. Uh, every way they possibly can. And, uh, you know, Uber doesn't want to pay drivers. (laughs) Why would you want to pay drivers? (laughs) When you can have robots. (laughs) That's just stupid. (laughs) Yeah, just stupid. Now, Uber was charged with negligent homicide of a pedestrian, while the driver was watching television on their phone because they had autonomous vehicles that uh, had a human backup driver behind the wheel. So they faced, it was no criminal charges in the wake of the accident, but they've had issues with, uh, you know, driverless vehicles. And, you know, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, if you're an Uber driver and maybe you want a new gig, maybe you go to Walmart, uh, they're targeting, uh, well, I mean, they're targeting college grads, but, you know, Everybody has a college degree now, right? Yeah, of course. And uh, everybody, but no, not everyone does. But if you're a college grad and uh, Walmart uh, is trying to recruit you, you could be a store manager within a couple of years. And store managers at Walmart make over two hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a pretty good gig. I mean, that's a big job. Uh, I don't know if you, you know, if you go into a Walmart and just stand when you first walk in, just walk in. And, you know, just slide off the way so you're not blocking people as they're trying to get into the store. But then just look at the entire store and think about what it takes to run that place. I mean, it's a, it's a job. There's no doubt. I mean, you have you have uh, plenty of departments that are separate entities inside one big full entity, and you're in charge of it all. And so, it's a, you know, it's a tough job. It's well worth $200,000 a year. I, I, no question. Uh, you know, you're not just putting in 40 hours a week running a Walmart. If you are, you're not doing it right. But, you know, whatever. Good luck. So they, But they apparently are going to have uh, shortages. And they need some future store managers. <laughs> so they are out recruiting and saying that, hey, this tra- training program is, is up and running. Because we're looking at the potential shortage of store managers across the network of 4,700 U.S. stores. So, I mean, I might have to walk in there. <laughs> uh, $200,000 a year uh, to run a Walmart? Okay. All right. I mean, in April, Walmart said it's going to pay the truck drivers starting at 95000 and 110000 up from 875. Think I mean, there's a trucking shortage. Walmart uh, might be the place to work. I know we hear stories all the time. About uh, what a crappy place it is to work, but no, uh, it is not. Uh, Walmart is a—I mean—they're creating jobs and putting people to work. And just because the guy getting carts isn't making two hundred thousand dollars a year, doesn't mean it's a bad place to work. <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta—you gotta go. You gotta do it. And I see where Microsoft has now doubled. Uh, the budget for employees' salaries to address inflation and to, of course, retain talent. So they are saying that they're going to boost salaries and benefits to retain its talent in this competitive labor market. As uh, you know, there's decades-high inflation and it's sapped the buying power. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, look around. So uh, Microsoft is saying, yeah, you know, I know you guys are going to Google and uh, going to uh, Twitter. And going to every other uh, new startup, social media app or website, maybe working for Amazon, we need you here at Microsoft. So how about we give you a little bit more money, some stock options, maybe some travel options? Maybe we you know what? I will pay for your abortions too. Uh, Amazon can't just have that. If you if you want to mess around here at work and get pregnant and kill the baby, we'll pay for that too. Okay? All right, fine. I I, I don't know that that Microsoft actually pays for abortions. I know Amazon has said that they will, uh, you know, they will. So I'm sure Microsoft will keep right up on that. And Amazon has doubled its base pay to $350,000 for corporate employees. Man, these are the place to work, man. You got to, if you need a job, go work for those companies right now. Don't don't pass go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. Just go work for these companies. I've I gotta talk to my son, man. My son needs to just walk into Amazon, Walmart and say, I'm here. I wanna be a manager. Train me. And I get it. Not everybody can work for those companies. I mean, well, you know, we had Netflix and Peloton and Caravana and Wells Fargo and Robin Hood. Those are all places that were great places to work and now are laying off people because uh, these are the times we're in. So I was, you know, I was kind of looking at uh, all these companies laying off people, and I see where, uh, you know, there's some things that you should do in today's world that maybe will help you if you lose your job. And, you know, they have the six-step list that you should keep and do, uh, just in case there's an issue. Pay attention. Keep your resume current. Meet with industry insiders, always be learning, be financially smart, freelance jobs. And those are all great ideas, and everyone should do those ideas. And it's very difficult to do every one of those ideas. <laughs> Believe me, I understand. I know. <laughs> I got it. Plus time. I mean, time is your most important thing, and it just slips through your fingers, right? I mean, I was looking. I was looking at a, a this poll or whatever this study that talked about uh, time, and it was talked about uh, one hundred and fifty minutes time spent each week deciding what to eat. Time spent each week deciding what to wear was 90 to 115 minutes. Time spent each week deciding what to watch on Netflix, 50 minutes. Now, I can honestly say that I do not spend 50 minutes a week deciding what to watch on Netflix. Now, maybe it is it equals 50 minutes deciding what to watch on all streaming platforms, But I don't think so. Uh, But I I could be wrong. It seems like an awful long time. uh, When you're taking, you know, 20 or 30 seconds at a time to think about, yeah, I want to watch that. Uh, Deciding what to wear, 90 to one hundred and fifteen minutes a week? I don't think so. Maybe. It just seems, uh, again, it seems like an awful lot of of time. Now, I will say, when the kids, you know, when my first two kids, I mean, uh, they went to schools where they wore uniforms, That was nice, and it was good for the kids because they didn't have to decide what to wear to school. That was done for them, You wear the uniform, which, you know, is kind of a cool thing. That's kind of why I'm into the Ben Matlock kind of school of thought where you wear the same thing every day. You don't have to worry about it. (laughs) I understand. And you spend 150 minutes uh, each week deciding what to eat? Uh, No. Uh, No, I do not. Uh, I spend, uh, maybe I spend 150 minutes deciding I probably shouldn't eat that, but I'm going to anyway, maybe, uh, that's, uh, those all seem like an awful lot of time spent on doing things that I guess, I mean, a time is so important, right? I mean, you have so many decisions to make every day and at some point you've just got to, you know, give in and just give in it's uh, you know time time is the most precious thing i know you know we're talking about i was talking about how elon is you know the news cycle now but i saw a story not long ago where it was taught slamming him for taking a private jet now he took a the the story took a private jet for a nine minute flight right but after the nine minute flight then it was you know another three hour flight plus uh you know time time to these guys is what cost them money Elon has got so many things on the frying pan. Jeff Bezos too. I'm not. I'm not downplaying uh, Jeff's work at all. I mean, I, I joke around about Jeff being jealous of Elon, and I believe that to be true. But he's still, you know, hello. he uh, Founded Amazon. You don't. You don't do that just by you know sitting on your hands. But time. Time is the most important, precious resource that we all have, and to spend fifty minutes. Each week, deciding what to watch on Netflix? I don't think so. That seems like wasted time. Now, of course, watching Netflix eight, uh, 18 hours a week, that's not wasted time. But deciding what to watch on it is wasted time. <laughs> but, I mean, you have to make decisions, and you have to decide, you know, what to do. I know, I was—I remember reading about... Um, Bezos talking about uh, decision making and how he calls uh what did he call it gosh darn it no, i've got to find it he was like uh uh he was rating decision making and he was saying that uh you know most decisions most decisions are changeable and reversible. So you don't want, you know, you make that decision and then you want to revisit it and you go back. So that's as a good manager, you delegate and you follow through, right? A good manager delegates, hey, this is what we're going to do, go do it. And then you follow through to make sure that it's getting done. And you and if decisions need to be made in any direction, you make them. And uh, then uh, Jeff was saying that he calls the decisions that are uh, consequential, consequential and irreversible Um, are type 1 decisions and those have to be decided with great deliberation and consultation but the the small uh, decisions are just get it done but it's the the time and the the process of making all those decisions at some point you've got to just say you know enough I can't decide I've decided all day I don't care what I wear right now (laughs) It just doesn't matter to me, which is why when you get to be billionaires, you have people who lay out your clothes, who drive you places, you fly places, you have food made, you have a cook, because that time, time is the most precious asset in the world for anyone. And we all, at least in, in my life, we all use it wrong. And uh, I the only Person, there's probably one person in my life that is using their time as close to the way you should. Is my oldest son Elvis, and he's even he even struggles with not using the time properly. I know my time is just you know I'm a waste. You could quote me on that, but I mean time is the most precious asset for anyone, and we've got a to be a success. we've got to figure out how to use it and use it correctly. All right, that's my fat talks. Oh they say you know, there's, there's those other people have TED Talks. yeah, that's my fat talk. <laughs> Time is the most precious commodity we have. Join me at another date for a fat talk. Okay, sure, we have pictures of uh, the Milky Way, black hole, first time, beautiful thing. Sure, we have uh, the super blood flower moon eclipse. Sure, we have asteroids flying by Earth, you know, within a couple million miles. Sure, we have a moon, uh, Europa one of Jupiter's moons that could be suitable for life. Sure. That guy, uh, the space King Elon is wants to go to, to Mars and uh, create uh, you know, a sustainable life on Mars. Sure. We have all that, but today the 17th of May, 2022 uh, congressional lawmakers are holding a public hearing on UFOs. Now it's the first public hearing for the first time in more than 50 years members of a House subcommittee will hear testimony from defense officials on reports of unidentified aerial phenomena and their potential risks to national security. Uh you think? So, I know it's been about a year since they released the uh, report with 144 incidents of mysterious flying objects seen between 2004 and 2021. And in early 2021, the Pentagon declassified... Uh, quite a bit of UFO-related files, including a previously released video of the U.S. Navy fighters encountering, encountering a flying object in 2015. In December, an amendment was added to the Annual National Defense Authorization Act. And Man, if you have some time on your hand, because time, again, if you go back to the fat talks, and time is the most... Uh, <laughs> is the, the most... The biggest assets you can have, uh, man. You want to read the uh, the National Defense Authorization Act, author- uh, uh, the Nash Amorphophallus, right? Requiring the military to establish a UFO research office and conduct investigations on such sightings. So cool. I mean, great. We haven't uh, we had a public hearing on UFOs since the Air Force uh, closed a public investigation called project blue book in 1969 so we may get some good tv shows out of this anyway <laughs> you know anything else will be you know completely blacked out and we won't know anything and uh senator uh we're gonna have to talk to you uh, we could talk to you at another time out of this room what do you mean Have you got a microphone i know but you can talk to you right now we are not going to be able to we're not going to be able to tell you exactly but you know when we're done here we can tell you I know, but we're on. We've got a public hearing, so why don't you just tell us what you? are No, I can't right now. Uh, it's too. It's too dangerous now. Uh, you know, because of the uh, because of the National Defense Authorization Act, uh, I am required to uh, conduct investigations on such sightings, and I can't talk to you about that. It's national security. All right. Well, this uh, public hearing is over. Then take care. That's what we're going to get. And yes, I did say that a uh, moon that. Uh, goes around Jupiter, uh, revolves around Jupiter, could have life. Uh, We know that life uh, needs to have uh, water and oxygen, and uh, life on Earth has that. Uh, Europa, has, uh, they believe, has an internal ocean, which would create and sustain life. So, let's go! Let's bring it back, even if it doesn't have life. Let's go to Europa, dig some ice, and put it on a rocket ship and bring it back so that we have some extra water here. I mean, look, Europa uh, orbits Jupiter at about 417,000 miles, right, from the planet, all right? So, it would take us, according to this, Earth is on average almost 500 million miles from Europa, So they say they want to use Europa, could serve as a midway colony between Earth and other locations in in the galaxy, which, you know, stop off point, we stop off at Europa, no problem. Now they claim with current technology, it could take, we could get to Europa in five years and maybe 10 years to enter orbit and get on, get on Europa okay all right so let's go let's get going let's send a rocket ship up with a with a trailer (laughs) and they're saying that they they're thinking it's got an ice plate of about 10 or 15 miles so we get there we drill we take some big hunks of ice we throw it in the trailer and we come back so within 20 years hopefully 10, within 20 years. And they're saying with uh, new technology, they might be able to knock that trip down to three years. So you could, we could within six years. Okay, so let's say 10, outside 10. If, we, if everything works out perfectly, 10 years. And we bring it back and we drop it in the ocean and we have some extra, <laughs> have some extra water. Each country gets a portion of ice from the trailer. And like, you know, we would send, we would want to put it out there in Lake Mead. Just drop it off. Let it melt into G- Lake Mead. <laughs> I'm sure, Europe has a place they could drop it off. Asia and we Australia, and we just everybody gets a little piece of the ice from Europa. And let's go. Let's keep it going. We just go to Europa and use it for our water. I mean, it's just I know it's just an idea, me thinking out loud. But you know, let's make it happen. One last story that uh, I find uh, well not humorous. I find uh, Interesting, because everyone is talking about the Arby's manager who peed in the milkshake mix. We can't believe it. We found video of him urinating in the milkshake mix last October and we're upset about that and there's we assure the people that there's no significant health risk. We know that on that, those days October 30th or 31st if you bought a milkshake from this Arby's, make sure you contact the health department and the police department uh, because you know there's no significant health issue no problem and and it was just uh, it was just those two days, and the actions are abhorrent, and that's it. Well, the reason that they found the video of him peeing in the milkshake, we're all upset about him peeing in the milkshake mix, was because of they were investigating him and found child pornography. <laughs> that's just in the middle of the yeah uh, yeah sure yeah you know the guy that peed in the we have to hanging by his toenails in Town Square for peeing in the milkshake mix. Well, yeah, but what about all the child porn and all of that stuff? I don't care about that. I care about him peeing in the the mix. Really? Yeah, I do. For sure, there's videos of, you know, sexual exploitation of children. So? (laughs) Uh, So that he was, so what if he was arrested and charged with four counts of possession of depictions of minor engaged in sexually explicit conduct and four counts of dealing depictions of minor engaged in sexually explicit conduct and assault, too. Never mind all that. He peed in the milkshake mix. We could not have that. That <laughs> was just amazing that that's the headline, but it gets you to read the story, I guess. And, you know... And Arby's never had that good of shakes anyway. And we've talked about what a fine line it is at restaurants anyway. We just don't want to know. So, you know, if you had a shake at, you know, from Arby's in uh, Vancouver, Washington, those days, October (laughs) 30th or October 31st last year, and it was like, you know, this doesn't taste like as good as I thought it would. You probably just thought it was the way Arby's makes their shakes. And you, are you gonna order another one at Arby's? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you go to Arby's and get yourself a roast beef sandwich, and then drive through Chick Fil A to get a Chick Fil A shake because that's better. Maybe you do that. But you know, it's a fine line. We we don't want to know that people are peeing in our in our shake mix. Okay, we just don't want to know it. We don't want to know it. I want to know if the guy is uh, you know taking care of child porn. That's what I want to know. But we can't. Don't worry about that. We've arrested him for that but did you hear what he really did? He peed in the milkshake. This <laughs> is just incredible times, incredible times we live in. And to be clear, I don't want either one. I don't want the peeing in the milkshake. I don't want the child porn. Either one, bad, completely bad. But he said he did it a couple of times. It was just for some kind of sexual gratification for him, knowing that, I guess he got to go home and get all hot and bothered with himself that he had peed in the milkshake mix. Whoa. <laughs> that's not, that's not funny at all. I'm not laughing about it at all. Yeah, not one little bit.